Welcome to the Marketing for the Culture podcast, powered by the African American Marketing Association. Each week, we'll bring you an insightful conversation from some of the best experts in our industry on how to advance our career. Join the collective of Black marketers across the world, advancing their brand as we work towards creating a collaborative community. And welcome to another edition of the Marketing for the Culture podcast. I'm C.L. Palmer. And today, on the other line, I have the homie, Chris Ward Jr., brand, brand development strategist. And uh, I wanted to have him come on Marketing for the Culture because I felt like he could help a lot of people who are just like me, creative, got a lot of skills, but just need a little bit more clarity when it comes to telling stories. Mm. So, Chris, that is your specialty. So I I, I definitely want to dive in deep, man. But uh, before we get into that, man, Chris, how you doing today? I'm doing well. See, appreciate you having me on here, man, and, and being able to connect with the audience that you serve. So I, I appreciate you for allowing me to to connect with them and connect with you, man. You're a good brother, bro. Man, look, man, that I appreciate it. I reciprocate that appreciation uh, because a lot of people cannot always make commitments. And even though we had to hit a little bump this morning, you know, you still showed up. So, sure. man, just just giving you giving us that time, man, I want to give you some props for that as well. Oh, man, appreciate that. Yeah, I wouldn't miss this, man. I wanted to make sure it happened. And, and that's what it's about. Right. Supporting each other, uh, not only with our words, but with our actions. So I wanted to make sure that I'm a man of my word. Absolutely. All right, man. So they go hold it up. Let's get right into it, man. So. Chris, I got up with you through a mutual acquaintance. Shout out Scorpion. Um, yes. And she was trying to help me with my personal brand uh, struggles. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, you know, you had a very interesting aesthetic to, you know, your branding, your Instagram, and I loved everything about it. But how did you really find yourself saying this is something that I'm really good at? Storytelling is something mm-hmm. that I'm great at. Like, how did you discover that? Well, it's interesting, right? And, you know, my mom, you know, growing up, my mom was a single parent. And so one of the things she wanted to do was make sure that we weren't statistics, right? <laughs> the uh, usual, right? Absolutely. You want your kids to do better than you, but you also want them to thrive in whatever their gift is. And so... You know, one of the things that she did was she put me into uh, places where I always had to serve people. And sometimes I was only meeting them for the first time and it was uh. going to be the last time I meet them. So I had to be able to say something that made myself connect with whatever their cause was, but also bridge a relationship that, you know, social media wasn't big then. So I had to build that relationship within the first 30 seconds to a minute. Right. And the one thing I realized is that I can observe people use my own personal experiences and find a way to bridge them in. And so I started speaking in front of crowds when I was like 13. Uh, the earliest, actually, I was like maybe 10 or seven. I was doing a youth Sunday in front of 50, 75 people. And I had to speak on uh, black inventors. And that was my first jump in of seeing that I can actually impact and influence people through storytelling, being able to share and help them imagine on 
paint pictures in their head by using my words or my actions. And it just developed from there. And then from there, you know, fast forward, I started using it in every single job business that I was in. And I realized I didn't even, I didn't have some, sometimes I didn't even have the credentials to really be at that job. (laughs) Somebody gave me a chance. And it's because how I was able to approach storytelling, how I was able to market and brand myself through storytelling or what, what I call magnetic storytelling. Mm. So, can can you explain that that magnetic storytelling? Because I, I feel like you're hitting on something. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So so magnetic storytelling versus storytelling. So we we've heard stories all our lives, right? I mean, Dr. Seuss or family stories that we hear back in, from back in the day, what mom and dad was like, uncles, all that. We hear those stories all the time. But magnetic storytelling is an intentionality that you have when you're actually branding and marketing yourself. So. Mm. It may look like this. So there was a there was a time I was work. I had I got a new job, right? Working at this new spot. I'm I'm working with the marketing director for the first time, and we have to go to an event, and we have to, uh, pretty much stand out versus the competition. Uh-huh. Now, for years, I I always heard that this other plate, this other company that we always were in competition for, they would always beat us. Mm-hmm. No one would ever want to come to us. They were the winners always. Uh-huh. So something interesting happened. They gave us five minutes on stage. Like that doesn't happen, right? This organization gave us five minutes on stage to kind of shoot our, shoot our shot. Well, my manager, managing director, she was uh, nervous. Like public speaking is like one of the biggest fears in the world, right? You know, we all know that. So here's a marketing director that markets to people to come to the business. And she is crazy afraid of public speaking. Uh. But This is her chance, right? Like all of us, right? We may we may only get that one opportunity to show out and we better be ready, right? We better be ready. We better have something to say that matters and something that will impact and shift somebody's mindset. So I'm, this is my third day on the job. You know what I tell her, bro? <laughs> I'm going to do the speaking. I got you. Remember, this is my third day. I really don't know much about the company that I'm working for. I know a little bit, but not enough to be able to speak in front of a crowd of 50, 60 people, right? So here's what I do. I ask her, I say, hey, what's the relationship between this organization and ours? See, that's the first thing. Magnetic storytelling first, you got to understand who are the characters of the story, right? So I realized that I needed to understand the characters first before I can build a relationship. So when she told me that they, they housed us during a time where we, it was a major storm, and we couldn't open our doors, they opened their doors to us and let us do our business inside of their walls, which was big. I said, okay. I said, so what are they, what's their mission? What, what's their main goal? What are they trying to accomplish here? And she said, they're trying to educate their community. They want to make sure that they have the best resources possible. And that's one of the reasons why we're here. So I thought about it real quick. Boom, got on stage. And I use this word, this is a key word. And I want you, if you're listening to this right now, you're watching this, I want you to Write this down. The word imagine. Uh, the word imagine is a beautiful, creative word. I agree. Right? It, it's one of those words that it's already setting the tone, which is the next part of magnetic storytelling. You got to have a setting. If you don't create the setting, the visualization of where you are, or where you want to take people, they never know where you're going where you, where to go. Right? So first is understanding the characters. Next is understanding the setting. So then I started to say, imagine, imagine 
there's a storm that breaks every single resource that you have in your life. Anything that you've ever owned or earned over the last year is now washed away. Imagine that happening to you. And then imagine someone coming in and seeing that you are in distress. You are broken down. You're not, you don't have no help, no, no helping hand. And they open their doors and allow you to rebuild. Well, that's what you guys did for us. And I'm talking to the organization. I couldn't imagine what type of heart you would have to open your doors to someone else and be able to allow them to come in and regroup. That speaks to your character. But what if, what if you never did that? Now, here's the third part. It has to be a conflict, y'all. When you want magnetic storytelling, there has to be a conflict because there's no shift in change. There's no shift in emotion. So I said, what if, what if you never opened those doors? I probably wouldn't be standing here today. You probably wouldn't have graduates from this organization that went through our school. You probably wouldn't even be caring about what we're doing right now. Mm, mm, okay. So everybody's quiet. But I was like, but because of who you say you are and your actions that speak louder than your words, we're all be, we're all here to celebrate two years later after what you've done to help us. Now allow us to do the same for you. When I get off this stage, I want to hear your story. I want to hear, I want to see how we can help you. Come see us in the back. Oh. Right. The last part has to be a call to action. I gave them a call to action. I didn't just give them a story with characters. I didn't just give them a setting or a conflict. I gave them something to do. Come see us. I want to hear your story. A call to action. And do you, you know, craziest thing happened. I get off stage. My marketing director looks at me like, like she was just stunned. She was like, <laughs> she was like, how did you know what to say? I said, at the end of the day, people just want to connect with human beings. This is people a, have a desire, a right? That's a thousand percent true. Right. We, we just, we just have a desire to connect. And if you allow yourself to be the bridge to connect them, you create the most value. Mm. And when I did that, was lines, lines of people waiting to talk to us. That's crazy. So that's that's how that's what make notice storytelling is like. Okay. That's that's how you do it. So so what I'm what I'm gathering from that story and everything you said so far is like you you've basically been able to use your mouthpiece to just slide in and out of wherever you need to in order to get things accomplished. And sure. I know your wife is very familiar with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't be here, bro, if I ain't had some of them skills, bro. Right. And and it's it's um it's amazing that when we do put that same effort that we do courting into other parts of our life. For sure. How many things we get accomplished. And it's you know, it, it's part persuasion, but it is it's more it's more like you said, connecting and trying to build that relationship mm-hmm. and open that door. Uh, and, and that's that's a that's a powerful tool to have in the toolbox. For you sure. know, it, it's it's something that I I probably wish I had a little bit more natural. Like mm. I, I would say as I gotten older, I've I've come in a little bit into my own and being able to to speak and, and tell things. But um, but you it sounds like you, you have that 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 imagine. That's that's one of those phrases that you pull out the bag sure. and, and you just get people start talking and thinking. 
So I can tell, man, you're a very gifted storyteller just based on that there and everything I've seen so far. Um, So I guess we could talk a little business now. Yeah. I got a little bit about who you are as a person, but why is it important for someone to know who Chris Ward Jr. is? That's a great question. And it starts with what I believe in. You know, I believe that our our greatest pain becomes our strongest motivation. So behind every why, there's a story with a gift discovered. Uh. And that's my root. If you know anything about me, I'm always going to encourage you to turn whatever painful experience that you've ever been through into some type of motivation to reach your goals. And it's always going to go beyond whatever your why is. You know, uh. Sometimes our why may be, oh, I want financial freedom. Sometimes our why may be, I want to provide for my family and be stabilized. Sometimes my why is, I hate my boss. I cannot hear one more word from my boss. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> you know, right. I got to go. But if you go beyond that why, and you tap into your own story and you learn how to tell it effectively, man, you start to find a gift that no one else can imitate or even duplicate. And that's who I am at its core. It's helping you believe in pulling out whatever is inside of you that only you was created for you and using it as your gift to accomplish whatever your vision is in life. And if you want to build a business, the easiest way to brand and market yourself and stand out is finding that story and allowing you to tell it in an effective way through your content, through your um, you don't got to be a market. You don't have to be a marketer. You don't even have to have a professional education in business. You just got to know yourself. Uh, and if you do that, you can become an effective decision maker, right? You can find more time for yourself, but most importantly, you can give people that feeling that only you can give. And if you know what I'm talking about, if you know, you know, right? Uh-huh. So that's who I am. Okay. So I'm, I'm actually, um, Looking at your book, and I know we didn't really talk about that, but I'm gonna make sure I put that in the intro. Um, it was like the name of the book is Discovery, correct? All right, discover discover the new, yeah, the new brand blueprint for sure. Okay, so your book, Discover the New Brand Blueprint, it has some great quotes, and I'm (laughs) I'm I'm going to uh, assume that they're your quotes because it's your book. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I know some people be out here swiping up stuff, bro. It's, it's For real. The, the game gets ugly, you yes, know. Sir. <laughs> Trying to get credit on the internet right now is a, uh, it's a struggle. It's an uphill battle. And and, and, w- and with you saying that, also just real quickly, remember, remember, all of our quotes are usually influenced by someone else or something we've read and things like that. So I do want to, I can say they're my quotes, but I also want to say I've been influenced by amazing people who came before me. So I'm humbled by that. And I, I want to ask you about that, too. But the one of the things that really hit me was um, when you talked about experience, because mm-hmm. in my opinion, um, if you can experience it, then it's marketing. And mm-hmm. that's going from the time that you see something for the first time, from the time you go to the website, buying, open the box, the after sales is to me, everything 
is under the umbrella of marketing. And so by de facto, anybody that's doing anything on the Internet is doing some form of marketing because people can see. Um, And your, your book has this quote that says, you know, your brand's personality is unique and it can create an experience resulting in becoming trustworthy, likable and memorable. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a very on point quote, because the first thing I think of when I talk about experience is like what happens when something goes wrong? Mm. What happens, you know, when I get my Amazon package and it's a shirt and it doesn't fit? Is it a struggle to get that thing back? Mm. Or can I just drop that guy off at UPS and I'm on my way? <laughs> And I got my money within two hours. Sure. You know, so it and and that that makes me trust Amazon in that sense. And it actually makes me more likable uh, to recommend. Hey, if you got something you like, you might want to try Amazon. At least you can just send it back and you get your money back right away. You know, it's almost a no risk proposition. Mm. Um, Key. And. You know, I, I just love that. But just kind of expand on how you came to to that that quote or that part in your book. Yeah, that, that part of my book is uh, super important to me because, you know, I had a mentor and uh, shout out to my mentor. Ed Wood uh, gave me an opportunity when I probably shouldn't have, shouldn't have received it. <laughs> um, but he he saw something in me that um, I didn't necessarily see in myself yet. And, you know. We were, I was working in sales and he said, you know, you, you, you got it because you take it personal. And I didn't get what, he, you know, usually when somebody says you take things personal, you're too sensitive. It's not a good thing. But he said, no, you, you got it. You take it personal because not only do you put all, all of you in it, but you realize that without your trust, without them trusting you. Uh, it don't. It doesn't matter what you're selling. It doesn't matter what you're offering. They're not going to take it, even if it's the right thing for them. So that's where that trustworthiness came from. You know, my mentor just letting me know that um, the reason I took when an appointment wouldn't show up, the reason uh, I took it so personal was because I had I created an opportunity of trust, and you broke that trust by not showing up. You didn't give me your uh, word, ooh. right? And that's why I'm here today, even with our adjustment. Right. I gave you my word. We're going to do this podcast today. So I want you to know that I'm trustworthy. I want you to know my word is is true. My word is bond. Right. Likeability. Right. Likeability is so important. I realized that, you know, growing up that everybody's household is not the same. Everybody don't have two parents in there. I didn't have two parents in my household. Uh, we all have different financial statuses and things like that. So all those different type of things that um, was necessary to be able to maneuver. If I can't, if I don't have enough money to out money you, out market you, the one currency I always have is likability. If we, if you can connect with me and you like who I am as a person that can go, I can open doors that money can't, you know, and I learned that at a young age that, okay, reason my mentor gave me a chance is that he, he liked something about me that he knew would be beneficial for the both of us. Uh. Right. And that likability can influence a, a corporate setting. It can influence the people around you. But if you don't know what makes you likable, you'll never be intentional with it. 
that's that is very key right there. You know, no, like knowing not just your strengths, but what people like about you is m- even taking that a step further, um, because I, I think about, you know, value propositions. For sure. when, you, when you talk about when you enter into, you know, certain relationships, like you said, whether it be business, personal, whatever, it's like you're bringing something to the table. And and if you bring something that's, that makes them say, oh, I, I like this, then it's like you're, you're winning from jump. You're making me want to adjust a saying that I have, okay. which Let's is, it. it is not mine, but I got to shout out Jalen Rose, whole Detroit. Credibility is like insurance. Mm. Because... Mm. You, it's like you don't use it all the time, but you need it when you need it. And I feel like likability is going to have to be in that category after talking to you, because that's mm. that's that's a tool tool that you're just going to need to pull out when you really need it. Oh, uh, yeah, man. And shout out to the homie Jalen Rose, man. I mean, um, credibility is, is can only be built once someone understands that you're trustworthy, you're likable and you're memorable. I can't give anybody credit that I don't remember. I, I, I can't, sp- you know what I mean? Like I, if I don't yeah. remember you, how can I speak on, like how can I bring you up in conversation, right? And at the end of the day, your brand personality, right? From the experience that you were talking about, even with the Amazon thing, that trustworthiness and that memorable, mem- being memorable Right. And like a like ability, that's what builds up your credibility. Like No one remembers the no one remembers, remembers the person that they didn't. Well, they may remember the person that you didn't like. Right. But they uh, ain't going to speak on them in a way that makes them trustworthy. So I don't, I don't I ain't, you know, I ain't feeling him, man. I don't know. You know, what I, mean? I don't know about her. Like she she ain't your friend or, you know, whatever it may be. Right. You they might be memorable for the wrong reasons. Right. Uh. So. That's another thing you got to you got to remember that you can be memorable, but for the wrong reasons, you can you can be trustworthy to do what you always do, but without that likability factor, that's where that positioning comes in, right? There's a ton of people who have podcasts, right? Uh-huh. But everyone has their favorite. Absolutely. Why is that? Because it. The host is very likable. You you remember something they said. It, it affects mm-hmm. you all day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you say, you trust them. So yeah, man, this that kind of hits all the gambits, man. You, I think you might know what you're doing. <laughs> like honestly, I hope so, bro. <laughs> you know. And I, I guess since we're at this point, and I don't want to hold you too long. And hey, we um, good, bro. I already talked. I already talked. I looked at my oh, schedule. You got, you got wife is yeah. straight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we good, bro. Cool, cool. But I, I still want to. I want to keep moving. So, like, when I think about the, I guess your your business, um, mm-hmm. because you're, you know, helping people develop these brands, and you know, this a new year. 2022 is among us. Mm-hmm. We, we are in the thick of it. And a lot of people are going to come out with a lot of new brand initiatives, marketing initiatives. People are going to start committing to, you know, making content. I'm, I'm curious to see, though, when you encounter someone who is trying to develop their brand 
and they say, I have a business and I just want to develop my business brand and I don't need a personal brand. Mm. What do you tell them? Good luck. Good luck. (laughs) For real, good luck. Because if you're just building your brand based on your product or your service, there's a lot of people who have a similar product and service like you and you can get out marketed with dollars. Right. You can get out marketed. And then sometimes if you didn't do enough with your brand, you can look like someone else's brand. Mm. So you're limiting your potential of where you actually can go. Why do you think right now more brands are looking at creators to put on their roster than anything else right now? It's because they realize, again, what we talked about earlier, the desire for human connection. Uh. I don't want an advertisement. Give me a recommendation. You know, if, if, see, if you recommend something on Amazon, I'm more likely to buy it than if I see an ad. This is true. That's word of right. mouth. It's word of mouth. We going back to the, to, to the, to the foundation of the communication. Basics. Absolutely. Right? Let's get back to the basics, right? And storytelling has always been part of those basics, right? That's how we always would pass down knowledge. That's how we pass down songs. That's how we pass down information about our family and how the world works. It makes sense of how the world works when you tell stories. Right. So Uh if you're starting out right now, it is very important. If you don't want to be the personal face of your brand, that's okay. You got to go find someone who can be. Uh You got to put a face to it. You got to put someone in front of it that will allow people to connect. Perfect example. When you think of AT&T, who do you think of? Right now you got your girl. I don't even know what her name is, but I know you're talking about. Look at that. I don't know. I don't know her name, but if you you can visualize her in your head when you think AT&T. Another example, uh, Progressive. Oh, yeah. They got Flo. Flo been killing it for you. Why do you think they haven't changed it? Yeah, that's that's a slam dunk every time. Every time. And it's interesting because it's insurance. Nobody really cares about buying insurance like that. And then when it's marketed to them, they're like, I'm not trying to get no insurance. But when Flo be putting in relatable situations, right? And now she got a crew. Look, they were smart enough yeah. to put more faces. They got a squad. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they got a squad now. They're going to the beach, talking about having days off. Like they're doing all these crazy. So you have to put a face to it. It's so important to do that because you want that trustworthiness. People, more, more and more people do not trust brands without faces, right? Uh, you want that likability. It's very hard to like a brand based on just their colors. And let's just say you're a new brand. They haven't even touched your product or service yet. So how are they going to know if they like you or not? You know, it's very difficult. You're being marketed to over, you know, you get over 40,000, 50,000 50, marketing messages a day. And that's not including what you see on social media. That's just including what you said to yourself and things you've seen before in your subconscious, all these different things that you've, you've experienced. And then a face will make it memorable. Your personal brand makes you memorable. So when people, and I'm learning this, this is pretty cool. When people reference me now, I heard someone say, Hey, this is Chris Ward Jr. He's a master storyteller. I said, Whoa, I never gave myself that name, but I'll take it. I didn't, you know, it's like playing basketball, right? You earn your nickname, you earn by your results and what you do on the, on the court. Right. But now 
I got, I have authors reaching out. I have speakers reaching out. I have creators reaching out. Hey, listen, I, I have gamers reaching out. Hey, I want to make sure my brand is on point. I want to make sure it feels right. I want to make sure it's just like, it's aligned with who I am. And so that's what I would say to someone starting their brand out. It's like, it's very important to invest in your personal branding. It's very important to invest in your storytelling because it makes, it puts your storytelling and your personal branding can be all in one place. If you learn how to connect with yourself first and then get your, your message out coming from you, the more it comes out from you, the more people will say, no, nah, I'm not feeling C. So I won't, I won't listen to them anymore. Thank them for that because it gets them out the way. Right. Uh, and, and not in a bad way. It's just, it redirects them to someone that can help them. Cause that's what we're about, about giving value. But then if C keeps saying a specific message and, they, and people like it, now they're in line and they're more likely to buy from him if he does offer a service or product. So that's how it works. Okay. So, so basically what, what you're really saying is if you're not going to be the face yourself, you need to find a face. For sure. You know, the face cannot be the logo. You know, it, it does not work the same. It's like people cannot hug a logo. <laughs> and I, I think that's going to be something that's going to be even more important in the future. And I feel like um, this is probably like your time right now because like everybody is trying to get their personal branding, their story together. <laughs> Because, like you said, it's the thing that's really connecting all the dots. Um, and so, like, I, I feel like at some point in the near future, Chris, you're going to probably need to just have, like, a campfire and and probably just set some cameras up and, like, right. really, and really, like, kick some, like, marketing stories as your aesthetic. Because I feel like you're going to pull out all the old, the analog that people need to get in touch with because mm. as we're talking, all this stuff is old. Yeah. Like we're, we're dressing it up for social media. We're dressing it up for YouTube, but it's all the original forms of marketing. Sure. And so I, I very much appreciate what you bring it today. And, and I guess we can go kind of back and forth. I'm going to go back into kind of you, but, you know, when, when did you figure out that this is something that you could do full time, like helping people tell their stories? Because that's not something you probably thought about as a kid. You know, it was like, I'm going to grow up and help people figure out how to tell stories. Yeah, man, I thought I was going to be a ball player, bro. Honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought I was going to be a ball player. And I know that sounds like the typical whatever, but no, honestly, I just. Got dreams, man. Hey, man. And, and, uh, and. It was heading in the right direction. I, you know, I thought I had, you know, playing point guard, you always wanted to put people in position, right? And I guess what I really didn't realize was that God was preparing those skill sets for me because I was going to be putting people in position <laughs> with their brand and their business. Right? Mm. I was going to show them how I was going to pass the rock in different ways. I didn't need to score all the time, even I like if that. I could. I knew that if I can get the team rolling, that was more valuable than just one person rolling. And so growing up, I always thought I was going to play ball. Then I thought I was going to do graphic design because I love the creative side of things. As you can see, I still, I'm still in it. I end up going to college and realize, yo, there's a lot more people, a lot more talented than me when it comes to the drawing <laughs> thing. <And> so, <laughs> man, I, I looked across, there was this one girl in my class, man. I looked at my drawing. I looked at hers. I said, oh, hell no. Nah. I'm done. <laughs> hey, bro. I, I, I had that 
Same experience in high school. Yeah. I'm not going front, bro. And I tell people all the time, it's like, look, I can do your graphics, mm-hmm. but I'm a designer. I can't draw. Yeah. So if you yeah. want something really artsy, you better go get you a graphic artist. I'm a designer. <laughs> <laughs> Two different things. Yeah, right, right. You got the eye for it, but they got the they got the, the talent, talent. Yes, they got the touch, the sauce, all that, man. Yeah, man. So once I did that, bro, and you know, some things happened here and there. I ended up not finishing school, came back home, started working at uh at the uh, at the YMCA in a summer camp. That led into me becoming a director at a summer at the summer uh, the the YMCA sports director. And um it led to me just connecting with um really moms. This is how crazy it is, right? So I started realizing that um, these moms, these mothers had these unfulfilled dreams of exploring their their creative genius or their entrepreneurship. And I didn't know what it was at the time, but I was always trying to help them kind of readjust and see what, what was really going on. Here's the crazy part. The crazy part of this whole thing is that I work almost exclusively with women now, women entrepreneurs. So I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know, bro. I did not know. I did not know. But, you know, every job, I want to tell people out there, every job you've ever been through, there it's not for waste. There's value in it. If you really tap into it, there's value in the things that you've done at that place. Really sit down, write it down, document what you've done, what you've learned, what you've experienced, your failures. You know, one of the greatest things ever is when I got fired. It's the greatest thing ever that ever happened to me. Uh, you know? And I've been fired multiple times, right? So, I, <laughs> so um, yeah, when I got when I got fired, that was that was the last one, man. And the coolest part about that is I already had my boxes packed before they fired me. So really? I already knew I was I was going into this field. Okay. Feeling. So so was the business formulating while you were there and you were pretty much feeling like it was time to go before it was time to go. Yeah, man. Cause you know, when you have your ear to the streets, right. I, I realized when you have your ear to the streets and you realize what the direction it's going in and you really listen to the people, the people tell you what the needs are. Yeah. You know, they're going to tell you what their needs are. And I felt like, I was creating a process for people to build the community in the community in a way where they can fulfill their vision, but not feel like they were inadequate. Mm. Right. Cause a lot of times when you go to college, it's all about, we're going to transform you into what you're supposed to be. Right. Right. And for me, it was always like, nah, it's already there. I just want you to help discover it. Mm. Okay. That's, 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 that's dope, bro. Like, I, yeah, I can see where you get to the point where like, I know for me, let me me start over. When I started making my ways, doing my business, it it really took me getting fired a couple Mm -hmm. of times Mm -hmm. and getting laid off and just figuring out that nobody Nobody valued me as much as my clients did. Mm-hmm. That's the facts. And, and once I figured that out, it made it very hard for me to work for anyone. 
mm-hmm. because I know people that I really respect my mind and what I have to say and what I bring to the table sure. instead of just being a cog on the wheel, man. And so I I, I love that part of your story because I, I can directly relate to that. Now, another thing that I can relate to based on what you said was most of your women, most of your clients are women. Okay. All right. All right. Let me hear and, it. Let me hear it. And I've been trying to figure this out for the longest. Like why are women more adept to, I guess, commit to the development of their business, their brand, um, just doing things the right way. You know, I, I try to get work with men, you know, especially us. We, you know, black men, mm-hmm. men of color, and mm-hmm. we, we try to help each other out. But it just don't seem like we can always get the commitment to go further. But with mm-hmm. women, it seemed to be less of an obstacle. Do you, do you have any insight on that or is is it just like a coincidence? I, I'm, I don't know, man. Well, one, it's it's their time. Mm. Right. There's more than ever, you're seeing. Uh, and I got to give a shout out to having a strong, beautiful mom that. Shout uh, out to the moms. Yeah, man. You know, she transitioned in 2016, but, you know, her impact is still everywhere that I see. Um, she was one of the first women in tech in the 90s. Like, that's the first time I ever heard about internet technology it was from my mom. She was building computers at home. Just crazy stuff, right? Wow. So, yeah, it was it was cool. And women today, I think there was an article I just read that said that there are going to be more women entrepreneurs in 2022, 2023 than ever, like starting businesses, going for it. And the reason for that is, right, a, a transition of culture and time. People want to be empowered. People want know that they can do it themselves. Uh, and what I mean by that, not necessarily do everything themselves, but realize that they can also lead and be a face. We talked right. about that earlier, right? To be to be the face of, of a brand, mm. um, something that they develop from their ideas, their dreams, their vision. And the one one of the number one things I hear a lot from my clients are that they don't have the support they wish they had. <laughs> So when I come into to the fold, which I've been telling you, my entire life is all about supporting people and, and making them discover who they are and, 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 and being able to communicate that effectively to be able to build a business and stuff. It's like a match made in heaven. A lot of them were like, yo, I told my husband about you. I'm like, hold up. All right. Does he know exactly what I do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't make sure, I mean, you know, we got, we go to a Christmas party. He ain't trying to kill me or nothing like that. Right. Right. So She's like, nah, they're like a lot of them like, oh yeah, I told my husband, I told my boyfriend, my uncle, my mom, the support you give me and how you allow me to reveal things to myself that I already knew what we talked about before, right? Discover exactly who I am, my gift and my story. And then you, you make it very easy for me to just do it. And that's what I'm seeing with a lot of women who are at least talking to me is that I'm bringing that clarity that, that is necessary to move forward. I'm giving them the, the support they felt like they never had. And I fired them up to actually believe that they can accomplish what is actually in their head. And so those are the three main uh, details that I found out that most women that I work with, they have, they want that and, and they get that from me. Now for the men, yeah, man, they're not looking for support from another guy. They're not necessarily looking for oh. um, for someone to tell them what to do, right? Uh, or t- 
to give them a little bit of uh, criticism to readjust. They, they want to get it out the mud on their own. They want to be able to say that. And a lot of times that's, that's pride. Hmm. It's, a lot, it's just, it's just pride. And so I've learned to, for the men that I do work with, man, super, super coachable. We make things happen. For the okay. men that don't want the help, I don't even waste their time. I'm like, bro, we'll get on a call. And I'm like, bro, I can't help you, man. I'm sorry, bro. I give you, I give you some tips. I, you know, maybe the bland brew pan yourself could help, but, um, as in my help. Yeah. You, you need, you might need somebody who already got $10 million in the bank and maybe you'll listen to them. Um, uh, so that's how I see it. That's, that's, that's interesting on a number of levels because mm -hmm. When I when I think about it, it's like, yeah, men don't need the support as much. You know, they're they're more willing to, to go ahead and shoulder the load and try to figure everything out. Like you said, it's a lot of pride involved <laughs> when dealing with men. And that 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 makes a little bit more sense. Mm -hmm. And so you're you're making me think about how do I basically break down somebody's pride enough to work with them? Because especially if mm -hmm. <laughs> If I feel like they need my help or if helping them would be mutually beneficial mm -hmm. or, you know, or there's just some, you know, just something that I feel like there's there's some value that could be had in a relationship. So I, I don't know, man, I might have to talk to a, a psychologist or something, man, <laughs> figure out like, you know, like, how do you get past men pride? Is it just easy? And is it just massaging the ego? Like... What what is? No, you just got to make it before you got to just you got to be light years ahead of them. <laughs> Basically, it's like if you got the money in the bank, they oh yeah, I'll listen. That, I'll that, listen now. That is true. Yeah. You know, you know what, man? We need to get it together. Come on. And, and you know what's crazy about that? Like, I will never tell you what's in my pockets. That's just not my style, right? I'm always in the background. So even if I had it, I still wouldn't tell them, right? And I'm always looking for that person that is just coachable, right? And once that chance. So a lot of times, yo, the next generation, these young kids, man, um, I focus on them because the women that are our age and in our generation, I love helping them because they, they need the support. But this next generation, the kids that's coming up, bro, uh, the men, they, they, the men, the women, they figure it out. It's collaboration. Like they don't even think about not going it, it not going it in it with a group. Like they, they have group thinking. That's just their, their collective. Right. And so I, I've learned that from them that even my approach to things that I could use a little bit more, uh, group thinking and collaborative. And I'm like, dang, I thought I had a lot. I thought I had enough, but to them, it's like, no, you can get there a lot faster. If you have the group, uh, group thinking, the collective thinking together in the collaboration, and we're seeing that with some of the most successful creators out there. A lot of them are like, it's like seven of the seven creators banding together to work on content or three people, four people work together to work on a brand or a business and they got it out there. And so uh, it's super yeah. important to not only understand where the old guard is and I won't say art, let me say, let me say seasoned because we're not old, we're seasoned. <laughs> <laughs> and then understand the new wave of the new generation that needs our guidance. Because a lot of stuff that they do really well also leaves them vulnerable to things that uh, we can assist them in. So it's just shifting that that mindset. Um, I don't worry too much about the pride anymore. If they don't want to work with me, I, I you know I give them some good advice and then I, I keep them moving. Um, sometimes I don't give them advice at all, and they come back and they want to connect. And then uh, the last thing is I just focus on the women, bro, just because they 
they doing things out here. Like uh, shout out to, to, to my lady, two of my ladies who just completed their first talk. Um, uh, and they, they, they just, I mean, when they killed it, they killed it to, to the point where people who were there, who were, who I know said, yo, I don't know what you did with them, but they own the room. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, yes, that's that's what it's about. I'll, that's what that's how I want people to talk about the students I work with or the clients I work with, you know, that they own the room. And guess what? I don't need to have the credit. It'll come. It'll come back around. Those are just seeds being planted yeah. anyway. And, and the business will come. And so that's how I look at it. Absolutely, man. That That is what's up, man. I mean, you out here really making a difference. And I feel like. Anyone who is an entrepreneur who doesn't aim to make an impact on others and are only focused on just the money are usually not doing the best business. For sure. And I've come across it a few times. You know, people I've come in contact and had to work with on a prolonged basis. And I'm just like, why don't why don't you care about the quality that you're putting out? And like, do you like I want recommendations, but I feel like some people just don't care and they just want the money. Sure. And it's sometimes it just breaks my heart, man. Um, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm just like, man, this, I was like, I want better for everyone, but you're not helping me. Sure. Um, but I wanted to get a couple of recommendations, um, but I guess we do a little bit more teaching before we get into that. And I'm gonna let you get out of here. Um, okay. Give me like one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they start trying to do personal branding on their own. Uh, they value the optics and visuals more than they value the substance and foundation. Mm. And here's what I mean by that. They quick to run to the logo without doing color, th- color breakdown in theory, right? What do your colors say about you? It's very important. They go to the logo and the look of things before they get to the value of their promise, which we talk about in the ebook, right? The value of your promise. What do you actually, what type of promise are you giving your ideal audience? Um, another mistake that people make is they actually mistake personal branding for marketing. And uh. Marketing and branding are two different things. So you know, branding is, let's just look at branding as the branding and marketing as the queen and king of your business. You, you need both. You need a personal brand because that's the foundation of who you are and how you stand out and be, become memorable. And you need the marketing to get it out there to enough people to see if, uh, get it out to enough people so that they know that you're here. So uh. one without the other, it just doesn't work. Um, but most people believe that their personal branding is just their logo. Uh, a website uh, and that's about it. And so if you're, it, that's the biggest mistakes I see, the misconceptions. And also one crazy thing that I also see is that uh, they think their social media profile is there is the only branding that they have. And so personal branding hits all senses. It's, it's, um, it's oral, right? Speaking, hearing, listen. It's visual and that's not just drawing, that's posts, that's banners, that's that's uh, even the photos you take, your photos, right? Your your profile photo, that's a, that's a visual storytelling, that's visual branding. Uh-huh. And then it's also uh, kinesthetic. 
people don't realize this one. This is the, the biggest one that people don't really invest in is kinesthetic pretty much means hands-on. Are you in the community? Are you serving? People see you. Right. Are you showing them what you do instead of just telling them what you do? That's probably one of the biggest parts of, per, of personal branding that you, you can really embrace is show, not tell. Even if you're a storyteller, you have to still show. Mm. Man, now, now I got to follow up on that. Now, I'm the type of person that I, I work a lot behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm hosting this podcast, but before I was just producing it, I'm using behind the camera and I don't really have a whole lot, a whole lot of room mm-hmm. for me to like bring people in, even when I go hand in hand. And then I couple that with the part that's like I always try to fight myself. It's like I'm not that vain, and when I go out here in the streets and do something good, you know, I'm not doing it for the ground. Like I'm out mm-hmm. here just mm-hmm. trying to be genuine for and. Sure. I want to know, or at least help the audience know, like, how do you like draw that line from like making sure people know that I'm doing this because this is who I am and not just because it's a photo op? For sure. That's a great question. Listen, first, let me let me preface this with this statement that regardless of what you do, decision you make. You're going to have people on the good side. You have people on the bad side. They're going to love what you Very do. True. They're going to hate what you do. The, the, the most important thing is not if people hate or, or love you. It's just that you have, you, cause you can be influenced by both. Right. So that's why it's important to have a vision of what you want your community to look like. So I focus on that. I don't focus on if people think it's going to be the worst thing in the world or the greatest thing in the world. I focus on, is it getting me closer to the vision of what I have? And what I've set out, right? So first, make sure that vision is clear. Very important. This is how you show you're for the community without trying to make it a photo op. You can be right in your room right now. So actually, one of my first ways of making money when I got fired was I launched my podcast during the time I had my, I had my job. I was picking up steam, 16 different countries, did some pretty amazing things. And my first way of making money was a podcast course. I was teaching people how to launch their podcast, not market it, not design it. Literally, just how do you launch a podcast? And guess what? I made some money from it. Mm. I made, made some money from it. You want to know why? Because I wanted to serve the community. I realized that there were so many people who had things to say, but didn't have a platform and podcasting was going to be their way to it. And so I, I branded myself as someone by first showing people my podcast and what I was doing. Yo, you sound great on your podcast. Yo, how'd you do that graphic for your podcast? Yo, how did you get that audio thing? Once I started hearing people ask me those questions, I said, okay, I'm gonna create something for them. That's how I can build a community up, right? And then the very very first four clients that I ever had was from a podcast course, $500 a pop, Uh. right? And I taught them from A to Z on how to launch a podcast based on my experience, right? And today, they're still doing what? Today, that has transitioned for them, you know, doing some motivational speaking now. Some of them are booking gigs. Now, some of them are even teaching other people how to do podcasts now, right? Which is amazing. Absolutely. So if, if I'm somebody right now, let's just say I'm UC and 
can't really have people over, can't really be in the community. Of course, we have guidelines with all the stuff that's happening with health and all that, right? I may set up my camera and literally just show someone how to set up their boom arm the right way so they get the optimum sound. Small I'm telling you, there's somebody right now that's looking like, yo, how do I set up this arm, bro? I don't... Do I put it on a table like this? Do I hang it up from the th- from the top? Like what, you know, what do I do? Now they come across your video, come across your content. It's like, yo, that was so valuable. It was low risk and high reward. The low risk was that they watched you. The high reward is that they found out something new that they can use. Mm-hmm. That's how you build your personal brand. You solving problems. I like that. I like that. Just using your strengths to, to help the community and using that as the way to build your brand and your business. I I very much like how you wrap that up because I, I feel like if I was to put more time into helping people put their podcast together, then I'd probably be more ingratiated in the community. Mm. And that's, that's probably something that I'm going to have to do um, only because those are some of the people who actually find value in what I have to say. Um, it's, you know, between podcasts and the marketing, um, I, I've shown that I'm able to give people answers and I probably need to take it a step further. Um, but I think there may be like a time management issue for me that I need to get mm-hmm. worked out in a little bit of a commitment issue too. You know, with 2022, we might have to go ahead and get that better help on deck. So I can uh, <laughs> get my mind all the way right. But, uh, Chris, this has been a great conversation. You dropped sure. a lot of gems. Um, before we get out of here, I just want to see if you want to give people a couple quick recommendations um, and also, you know, where to find you, social media or elsewhere. Yeah, so I want... See, I want to say I appreciate you allowing me to come on your platform and just to kick it with you, man, and just have conversation. And for anyone that's listening, make sure you you definitely subscribe to this podcast. It is definitely for the culture and it's for the people that uh, if you're still listening to this from beginning to end, then there's a reason why. Right. You've you've received great value. And one of the greatest things that you can do is when you receive value is to show appreciation. So. Make sure you subscribe to this. Make sure you uh, tell him how much you, you, you care about his 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 service, right? Because sometimes it can be a lonely place as a podcaster and you're doing this, man. So, man, what you saying? <laughs> <laughs> show some love. Show some love. But anyone and everyone can find me on all platforms at Chris, C-H-R-I-S, Ward, W-A-R-D, J-R. At Chris Ward Jr. on all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, um, on LinkedIn, I'm Christopher Ward Jr., uh, if you want resources, I have free and paid ones at chriswardjr.com. Uh, make sure you follow me on Instagram because I'm always dropping something new, some some information, some some value there. That's how I help build the community. And uh, I have a goal this year. Usually I don't really ask for it, but, you know, the goal is um, for this year to hit hit the first 10K mark of, of followers on Instagram. Um, <sighs> it's about time. My, my my, my people keep telling me, hey, Chris, you need to put yourself out there more and, and really tell people what your goals are. So here's the first one. So I got to hit that 10K follower mark. Um, and, and the reason why is that once that happens, I'm going to break some things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out what, what, what is really going on up there so I can bring it back to the people. All right. 
Because, you know, a lot of information that's out there about how to monetize, make money and build community. It's a lot of messages that are a little bit off. So I want to see what's happening up uh, at that 10K mark and then bring it right back to the, down to the people so they can hit it as well. So uh, that's what we're doing this year. We, we making sure we bringing people up with us. Um, again, Chris Ward Jr. And if you want resources, uh, DM me uh, with the word MFTC. So I know that you listen to this podcast, MFTC, DM that word to me, and I'm going to give you a free website where you can find out how to make your content based on your niche for free. I like that little call to action right here on the podcast. All right. Chris, you are always in action. I see you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but this is a marketing podcast. So if you're not up on game, Chris is definitely going to help you get there. You know, if you haven't figured that out from listening to this podcast, man, man, I very much appreciate everything you brought to the table today, Chris. You've been very gracious with your time. We even went a little longer than I intentionally uh, planned to. But, man, it was it was a good talk, man. So everybody, please give Chris y'all support. I'm about to give him like six Instagram follows from every brand account that I got <laughs> access to. We're going to help him get to that 10K because, yeah, I need I need some of that sauce, man. Tell me what's going on on, on the other side of the line. Yes, sir. Yes, All sir. Right. Appreciate that. No problem. And uh, I appreciate everybody out there listening and watching out there on YouTube. Uh, this is Marketing for the Culture. I'm your host, CL Pie Gang, and I'm out here. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Marketing for the Culture podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe, whether it's on Apple, Google, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And of course, our videos are on YouTube. If you have a moment, feel free to give us a rate, review, or just comment. We appreciate our sponsors for their continuous support. Also, if you're interested in learning more about our sponsors or becoming a member of the African American Marketing Association, visit aa-ma.org.